Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Turning to the disciples, Jesus said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. A Trump supporter was going up from Texas to Portland, Oregon, when he fell into the hands of rioters. They stripped him of his Make America Great Again hat, beat him, and left him half dead on the sidewalk. By chance, moments later, a never-Trumper Republican was going down that same sidewalk, saw the half-dead man, but crossed the street to the other side. Luckily, several minutes later, a socialist Democrat came to that same place and saw the half-dead man. And like that no-Trumper, that never-Trumper, that socialist Democrat angled across the street to the other side as well. Towards evening, 
A Biden supporter, a Joe Biden supporter, saw the half-dead man, and unlike the other two previous individuals, well, he did not go to the other side of the road. Instead, his heart. Yes, his heart went out to the Trump supporter. And so that Biden supporter quickly kneeled down and gave first aid by disinfecting and bandaging the wounds. He then lifted up that Trump supporter led him to the Democratic National Convention office in Portland and made him comfortable. He told his fellow DNC staffers, take good care of this Trump supporter. Here is $400 to help him with whatever he needs. If it costs more money, well, take it out of Joe Biden's campaign fund and I will pay it back. Now, my friends, what do you think? Which of the three became a neighbor to the Trump supporter who was attacked by the rioters? The answer, the one who treated him kindly with mercy, the Joe Biden supporter. Now, you dear friends, go and do the same. But isn't that the problem? We don't want to do the same. Nobody does, let's just be honest. It is easier just to write this whole story off saying, well, you know that Trump supporter, probably he probably deserved to get beat up. Besides, he didn't die, so what is the fuss? Enough with the story. Or we could say, well, everyone knows that a Biden supporter would never be that compassionate. Case closed. Enough with the story. The point being, my friends, each and every one of us, you and me, Every single one of us is just like that lawyer who challenged Jesus in the reading from the Gospel of Luke. We like to pick and choose who our neighbor is and who our neighbors are in order to decide who is deserving of our compassion and love. And so like a bunch of mean high school girls or arrogant high school jocks, well, we go about segmenting people into groups. Those who agree with us and are like us, well, they get to be a part of our close-knit groups and they get to be our neighbors. Those who do not agree with us and are not like us, well, they are not our neighbors, but we label them as our enemies. And then in order to feel good about ourselves, well, we only support and help and serve and love those who agree with us and are most like us. Those who are not like us, yes, those who are not like us and don't agree with us, well, they don't get our support, they don't get our help, they don't give our love and our service, but instead we write them off, we dehumanize them, we make them into monsters, which justifies us in writing them off as not being one of our neighbors and not deserving of our mercy and our love. But this is not how it works. It is not how all of this works. You and I cannot choose who our, neighbor, who our neighbors are. While at the same time trying to convince ourselves that we are morally good and loving citizens. And that is the second problem that you and I have. We not only pick and choose who our neighbors are, but like that lawyer, we prop ourselves up, being morally good and righteous. We think better of ourselves than we ought to. Now, considering that parable in our reading from the Gospel of Luke for a moment, 
we hear about a priest and a Levite. They were traveling on a road, and when they came upon a neighbor in need, they did what? They passed by on the other side. Now, my friends, do not let this small detail pass you by. Notice the actions of the priest and the Levite. They went to the other side of the road. They avoided that neighbor. They failed to properly love a neighbor who was in need. Now, we hear a lot about love these days. People take pictures of themselves making heart symbols of so-called love with their hands. They make social media hashtags on the internet, hashtag love wins, and they cry over so-called stories of love. But dear friends, the majority of what sells as love these days is not really love at all. For example, consider what we hear about love these days and compare it to what the Apostle Paul defines love, how he defines love in his letter to the church of Corinth. Let me paraphrase the Apostle Paul, what he says about love. He says this, love never gives up. Love cares more for others than it does for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut around. It doesn't have a swelled head showing off to others. Love doesn't force itself on others. It isn't always me, 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 me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle or keep scores of other people's sins. Love does not party when others scrape by. Love takes pleasure in truth and it looks for the best. Love never holds back, but it acts for one's neighbor. It acts for one's neighbor. So two things should be abundantly clear. First, all the chatter about love in our culture is empty chatter. It is not love. It isn't even close. It's not even close. And second, it should be abundantly clear that no one properly loves their neighbor. Abundantly clear. Do you love your neighbor, putting them first, looking for the best in them, speaking the truth and love to them without having a swelled head and showing off to others? In fact, when is the last time that you've had a gut-wrenching compassion for your neighbor apart from your own desires? And let me remind you, yes, let me remind you, as you answer these questions, as I answer these questions myself with you, you can't pick and choose who your neighbor is. You can't think of those whom you agree with, those that are within your own little clique, and then say to yourself, well, yes, I'm loving my neighbor while at the same time distancing yourself from your enemies with hatred in your heart. It does not work that way. You see, God's word does not allow you to pick and choose which commandments to follow. And God's command to love your neighbor does not allow you to choose who your neighbor is. God calls you, and he calls me, to love all people all people around us who are in need, for anyone that we encounter in our vocations that has need is our neighbor. Shame on me. Shame on me. And shame on you when we think that we properly love while reserving our love for only those select few in our own little tiny groups. This is not... God have mercy, this is not love. 
Shame on our culture for gushing about love while playing political games, rejoicing in the pain and misfortunes of those on the opposite side of the political spectrum. That is not perfect love. It's hypocrisy at best. The parable that Jesus teaches us today from the Gospel of Luke and the parable that was presented at the beginning of this sermon stand as a bold picture of what we should all be doing for our neighbors, regardless if they are like us or not, and regardless if they are in our small little groups or not. But again, who can do this perfectly? Who can love perfectly? Do you do this perfectly? Do I do this perfectly? Well, we certainly do not, and we cannot. In Jesus' parable, We must keep in mind, though, yes, the Good Samaritan, though, he does this well. He loves perfectly. The Good Samaritan does not cross the other side of the road at the sight of the half-dying man. The Good Samaritan does not expect that half-dying man to crawl and drag himself off the road to get to him to plead for mercy. Instead, that Good Samaritan draws near the half-dead man because of a gut-wrenching compassion. The Good Samaritan, he draws near, and he binds up his wounds, and he pours oil and wine on him, and he brings him to safety. Dear friends, right now, right here, behold the Good Samaritan. Cling firmly to this Good Samaritan in this parable. Cling to this Good Samaritan. But who is this Good Samaritan? Well, the Good Samaritan is certainly not Joe Biden. This Good Samaritan is certainly not Donald Trump or you or me, for there's only one who is truly good. The Good Samaritan is your Jesus. Yes, the Good Samaritan is your Jesus. Learn to understand this, dear friends. No one on the road of life will consistently and compassionately draw near to you with a gut-wrenching compassion to help you except your Jesus. Any politician, any family member or friend that claims to be the Good Samaritan to you is lying because they will fail you. Again, mark this. Nothing else in heaven or on earth can be that Good Samaritan to you except Jesus. And the reason why? Nobody has a compassionate, gut-wrenching love for sinful humanity like Jesus. You see, if Jesus was like that lawyer, he would have been picky with whom he died for. Perhaps it would have been 50-50 for you if Jesus were like that lawyer. 50-50 if his sacrificial death would have been done for you on that cross. And if Jesus was like that priest or that Levite on the road, well, he perhaps maybe would have gone around you, avoiding that cross, leaving you dead in your sins, damned for all of eternity. But because of his great love for you and me and for this entire world, for his neighbor, Jesus could not pass by on the other side of the road, avoiding Mount Calvary. Indeed, the Son of God could not avoid the cross And he died for all of humanity because he has, as we heard in that text, a gut-wrenching compassion for humanity, for each and every one of you. He bled for you. He died for you. He rose for your justification. 
And so today, as recipients of the Good Samaritan's oil and water upon your wounds, which is Christ's word and sacraments applied to your guilt, we pray that the Holy Spirit would strengthen our faith to God, is to strengthen our faith to God and our love to one another. But please keep in mind that what Jesus teaches us today is not some watered-down view of tolerance where we agree to disagree, becoming emotionally mushy and theological gushy. Absolutely not. Do not forget that love, indeed, it, it, indeed, love covers a multitude of sins. But love also speaks truth as it quietly gives, sacrificially, according not to sin but to righteousness, So dear baptized saints, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Love everyone around you because you have been properly loved by the good Samaritan. And as you love, know that Christ is the one who continually serves you, purifies you, and pours grace upon grace upon you so that day by day you might give just a small, tiny glimpse of true love to your neighbor, as imperfect as you and I are. Until that great day when the Good Samaritan, that great Good Samaritan approaches us and takes us upon himself, his shoulders, unto glory forever. You have a Good Samaritan. It is your Jesus. He does not hold back. He has chosen you. He has drawn near to you. He has made you his own. You are loved. In the name of Jesus. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.